Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Cap Potential Podcast. And if that doesn't make sense, please do go and read my blog. The link will not be in the description. I'm joking, of course. Welcome to the Tempo 10. Now, we've, last week's pod had a few problems with the audio. Hopefully, we've done everything we can to salvage some better audio in this one. So please let us know how you how you find this one. Right, now time to introduce FM Samu, who today has got himself a cold to sound husky and sexy. So please reply below the line if that comes across well or if he's missed a point. Hi Samu, are you okay? Good mate, how are you? Very good, not too bad. You played any other games this week? I have not played any other games, but um, I did get a few, kind of a handful of games uh, across the Saturday and Sunday on, on FM as, as my usual schedule, um, but nowhere near as enough as I wanted, so I'm a bit grumpy today. Oh really? When when will your next opportunity be? Probably next weekend now, to be honest. Uh, but busy this week with other stuff, and in fact, I might have a couple of working from home days if this cold uh, continues. So we'll, we'll need to see about that. Let's hope so. Otherwise, look out FM Twitter because Grumpy Samo is coming for you. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> what, how was your weekend? Uh, yeah, good. Um, I was doing Daddy Gate daycare on my own on Saturday, so that meant once everyone was down, I could um, I could play some FM and get some a couple of games in. So. You know, we're, I'm rolling with a new save, trying to adjust my tactics, and obviously we're going to come on to that later. Yep. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been good. Good to get back on. It's probably the first kind of major session that I've had um, since a long time. the new save started. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was I was good three or four weeks without a laptop, and then now, you know, we're, we're up and rolling again. Um, so I had 20 minutes um, Costa Coffee FM as well on Friday. I <laughs> uh, got myself a panini. I don't know where I got the inspiration for a panini from, but I, I just... I felt like I needed one um, and then managed to play one game. So that was good as well. And then weekend was okay as well. Nice one. Awesome. Right. Let's get into it. Yep. So um, today we're going to kind of touch on uh, defensive football. Um, you know, this is not me trying to sort of sell my uh, my new series, but uh, it is mainly about anti-football and the defensive dark arts and things. So we're going to kind of bring that in and then we're going to talk about that and, and kind of my philosophy for it. And then we're also going to um, go on to how we would maybe set up in a different game, you know, or how we can kind of give some pointers for to set up against a bigger team and, and use defensive football to our advantage. So, Samo, um, it was kind of your idea to do this. So let's 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 get the ball rolling. Yeah, definitely. Well, I thought it'd be obviously we've touched on it a few times over the last couple of weeks. Um, you've obviously released a couple of intro blogs now, um, and I thought it would just be a good topic to kind of t- touch on um, because you don't really tend to see kind of people that play the game really set out in a specific like well anti football in the first place, but then not that many people really set out their kind of philosophy. Um, obviously, you do get some people touching on it and, and when they, they do talk about it, it's, it's they make really good posts or really good uh, videos or, or streams. But I, I wanted to go kind of initially into why did you want to go along the lines of a, a specific brand of football? Well, I think because I've had the saves in the past where, um, where I just set out to win this, win that, or just try and do something. Um it's easy to lose your way when that happens, um, particularly if results aren't going against, are going against me. I can get, you know, I get quite frustrated at FM anyway. So if I'm just going to, like with Colombia uh, in America, uh, in uh, in Cali, I um, I set out to like to win the Copa de Libertadores. That was my main aim. And so if I couldn't see that happening, I could probably get frustrated. Or you know, obviously we we, we started off really well, and I think we could have won some cups or some leagues or something, but. I, um, I, you know, I, I don't want the aim to just be to just win things or just do as well as I can. 
Um, so for me, I just wanted to, I don't know where the idea came from, really. I just, I just wanted to set out to do this. And it kind of, it's my, my strength is, and how I play the game is sort of defensive first, a bit cautious. Not, I don't like to concede. Um, so if I can try and find a tactic that, that keeps a lot of clean sheets or a lot of one nils, things like that, that would make me happy. I mean, it's not the most entertaining and, and there obviously is room for a lot of error there. You know, if you, if you aim to win every game one nil, as soon as you're, as soon as you concede or something from a free kick or just a mistake, that's when you, you're really up against it. Um, but what I've been trying to do as well is like, my tactic is, has not worked initially that well um but you know i mean if i hadn't actually come up with this philosophy and this this way of playing i might have changed it you know i wouldn't know where which direction to go in um but now i'm able to sort of analyze like what i want to do from every game is keep a clean sheet so as long as that's happening i'm happy and then i can start to build in the attacking play um or to try and hit people on the counter or or you know however that works so First and foremost, it's sorting out the defence, and then we'll go we'll go on from there. So you picked that because it kind of reflects the way that you think in real life football. Like, do you prefer defensive football in real life, or is it just the way that you've, as you said, kind of normally set up on Football Manager? Yeah, being um, being a Stoke fan um, in real life, I um, I kind of we've, we've been through Pulis. You know, he was our, the greatest. Like he's got us to our greatest position for a long time. Um, and he did that doing a certain brand of football, not the most attractive. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously gone on to take that brand of football to other places and been successful initially anyway with, with Palace and then West Brom. And obviously you can see that since he's left those clubs, those are now sort of the three clubs in and around the bottom four. Um, so um, there's, there, is a, there is a place for it. It does eventually reach a level. Um, but I'm wondering if I can then take it to the next level and try and maybe win something using this brand of football. Um, so it's something that I've grown up watching and, and well not grown up because obviously it was sort of late 2000s onwards um, but we've spent a lot of time you know with it and since we lost that we kind of lost a bit of our direction and people are saying oh Stoke aren't Stoke anymore they're not we haven't really got a, a, you know we haven't got a style we haven't got a philosophy we just we don't want to be what we were before we just want to be something different something better you know obviously we, we, we signed a load of kind of ex-Barcelona players and ex you know, sort of Champions League winners and things, and and they were supposed to bring a better brand of football that that obviously hasn't worked this this way. Yeah, sorry, this season. And last season, it was even though we survived quite well in the end, the writing was on the wall. So um, obviously, Mark Hughes didn't change that enough and didn't maybe get the work rate back into the team or the defensive solidity. And since then, we just you know we're conceding goals for fun. So I just wanted to kind of maybe bring that back or, or take the best of that and see what I can work with. Yeah, I think there. it's a really like kind of obviously I've having read your couple of first blog posts like uh, I really enjoyed them and I think it's really interesting to to see someone just set up in such a specific way um and I think it'll be the thing obviously that's that stood out in your last blog post was your kind of metric system um so maybe introduce the listeners to that and and talk us through it a bit well for anyone who's not heard of the uh tony pulis baseball cap metric um (laughs) copyright um they basically i I looked at kind of our our peak squad which kind of culminated in the um 2011 fa cup final um no sorry 2010 yeah um i lost my Anyway, um, yeah, and, and in that season we had our best league position. We got to the FA Cup final. Um, we did, you know, we did did really well. Um, and it was when we conceded the least amount of goals, 
and obviously we you know we had a, we weren't scoring many but we had a goal difference of minus two whereas this this season it's into the minus maybe 18 or so maybe more since the weekend um you always knew you were you always knew you were going to be up against it when you played your enemy yeah exactly people feared us you know we were we were strong and brave at the back and things like that so um it was always you know like people like arsenal and people they maybe couldn't didn't know how to play against us they didn't adapt their tactic to suit our our kind of heavy hitting and, and kind of you know, obviously, you don't get called the rugby side for for playing attractive football and things like that. So, I wanted to bring in there that the um, for each player in each position, kind of what I saw in those players that were playing at the time. So, the defence um, was kind of um, good at heading, good at tackling, strong, aggressive, and I think maybe brave as well. You know, just looking at a few players, um, I just you know we had Huth and um, Shawcross at the back, and and the left and right backs weren't exactly sort of ones to bomb on and get on with crossing. So I kind of I changed how I looked at fullbacks for in particular um, because I would normally look for attacking um, or supportive um, attributes, for example, crossing, passing, and things like that. But I discounted those and I, I included the same metric as um, checking for centre backs as fullbacks. So that also gives me more flexibility at who can play at fullback because I just want them to just defend. Um, nothing. I'm not bothered about going forward. I don't want them to pass it. I just want them to pass to the person nearest to them. And then hopefully someone else can take the ball on a bit more. Uh, I want them to be in position. I want them to head the ball away and close down properly and, and just, you know, be where they should be. So that that helped there. And then obviously moving forward, you know, I wanted the, the, the midfield to be hardworking, to be, you know, sort of maybe one creative player who's good at sort of long shots and a few other things. Um, and the other one to just sort of to, to be hardworking as well. So I'm, I'm, I, um, I focus on those attributes for those positions. Uh, we played with wingers like Matthew Etherington, um, so I wanted an attacking winger who's good at dribbling and pace. So I bought those in for his attributes. So it was just kind of looking at each position. Um, you know, I've got a defensive forward who John Walters uh, is based on him. So work rate and things like that. I mean, he's, his most the most he scored in any one season was about eight or I forget details are in the blog post. Um, <clears throat> so finishing and things like that, I discounted. It'd be nice if he hadn't, and obviously. You know, I'll look for that if the player who, you know, if I've got two players who are, example, for example, similar, um, I'll look for the one that's got better finishing. But I just wanted to look at it a different way and not just look at finishing or composure, look at work rate, look at strength, look at, you know, base it on these players. Um, so really, um, it's taking each attribute out of the five that I select. And then um, anyone who scores over 12 gets one little baseball cap emoji. Um, and then from that, that's how I judge who will start. So, you know, I might have someone who's 15. Where did you, where did you, where did you get the 12 from? Where did 12 come from? I, know, I looked at the squad and I, I would like it higher and maybe I'll look to improve that. But when I looked at the Vitesse squad, I, I saw most people around 12 or above. So I just kind of, you know, I'd like it. I think it even 13 or 15 in my head originally. But then I would have a load of players who were just, everyone would just be one cap or, or you know, maybe two. So I wanted to give them a bit of chance. And then as we get better and I need to improve that, then I might maybe move it up to 13, 14. And that's be where I can get the difference between the two. But I just want to have somewhere to where I can quickly overlook. And it's more about judging players who can do, who are more rounded at this particular sort of position rather than specialists. Uh, one thing um, so you know I might have someone who's 15 for finishing but he, he doesn't work as hard or he doesn't you know he, he doesn't have sort of um, enough strength or anything for, for how I want him to be he might be a great poacher but I don't need that I want a worker or a defensive um, defensive target man or something like that so it was just my way of, 
of deciding really I could have chosen a different way to do it but you know it's kind of my my um, my thoughts on it really yeah I think well when you when you released the post uh, the the baseball cap emoji quickly became kind of in everybody's top used emojis on their phones um after after the post was released so um I think it certainly like people certainly enjoyed it and obviously the the use of emoji is something a bit fun um along the way as well yeah yeah quite i mean i i you know i think everyone takes a bit of inspiration from the kind of from uh grasshopper's uh fever of way of how we how they decide who goes into their team so it, this is just a different way to do that but then i also looked at the sort of the five star rating that players get and i just based it around that as well really so just quickly how i can get an overview of of who i want to play and, and judging players really it's it's how we all play the game with with attributes but sometimes when you look at the attributes screen there's so many there's so many to look at you're not quite sure you know which ones do which and and things so it's just my way of doing it everyone can sort of pick their own and again like a quick glance uh, and and being able to quickly judge yeah definitely um i wanted to obviously you've you've had to set up kind of your your tactic now you've you've played a couple of matches um it's not just the, the intro post that goes out you actually have to play the game too um what are the three main things that you set up in your tactic to be to make it more defensive what would you say Okay, so um, my initial thoughts, which have now changed a little bit because of how results are going, um, but my initial one was I want flat back four um, with no without the uh, fullbacks doing anything. So I initially chose um, was it defensive fullbacks. I wanted the central defenders to be the best that they could be. Well, so what central central defence defend or defensive centre back? You know, one of those two, whatever they were kind of best at. So that was it. I wanted I wanted to them to not move and just you know don't close down, just play their position and defend everything I can. Um, so that's number one. Number two was probably play a bit you know a bit deeper and a bit narrower, kind of do a low block, um, which I'm currently looking into how I can improve that. Um, and then finally, sort of the the midfield two were quite static. I wanted them to I wanted one to maybe support, but. First and foremost, he should, you know, just sort of be another body, block the block the pitch, almost defend as a six, really. So those were those are my initial thoughts to the tactic, anyway. And then, what? So obviously, at at the back, you've kind of gone more defensive roles. In the middle, what role did you pick for those midfielders? Yeah, so in centre midfield, I've got um, centre midfield on support uh, a role, which I think we both enjoy quite a lot, and then a deep line playmaker defend. Um, just to kind of keep him static, but also he's the one to, to take the ball forward and you should have that vision and that passing ability to, to find one of the other players. Um, I want them to kind of play direct balls um, to the advanced forward or if he's in a good position, the defensive forward. Um, also, I want to try and put an emphasis on set pieces. Uh, I want to maybe bring in maybe bring in the long throw or the um, particular corners and maybe a free kick or two if I can if I can get there. So just trying to think about how they do it um, or how Stoke used to do it. Um, try and get the centre backs forward as much as possible to give the height and the power and the strength. Um, and then and then just try and you know you know I'm actually trying to look at more um, physical attributes as well, which I know you you enjoy on the. Um, on the pod we did on those but i was more into the mental side of things so apart from work rate i haven't really got too many mental attributes um i want sort of pace and strength for the forward uh, advanced forward i want pace for the wingers and acceleration i want you know i want strength and and things like that so just trying to look at look at a different way to play the game really 
or slightly yeah. different. Definitely, I think it's yeah. Like I've said already, it's it's really interesting to, especially on the focus on set pieces. Like I think that you might need to uh, consult with the oracle of uh, Casey Renzi um, on that one. Might, might need to do a set piece uh, set piece school um, on his Slack channel. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, that's it. I, I have um, I in the past I've taken from him um, and it works quite well. Um, so I might just maybe tweak what he's got but I don't think I can get a post out of it unless I come up with anything kind of um, new and fantastic um, one thing I've been missing on FM18 as opposed to FM17 was the um, the counter goals I can't I can't seem to score from my own corner sorry defending my own corner oh um, yeah I, I love a counter corner me too I love seeing it happen we, we get in the position to put just hasn't happened at the moment uh, on this game so um, we'll see we'll see if I can bring that in because obviously I have I'm not going to make many opportunities so i need to make sure that i'm you know my tactics for those situations are are you know particularly on point otherwise we're gonna have a lot of um a lot of a lot of nil nils a lot of sort of narrow defeats i believe yeah i think on set pieces like I, I i read about them quite a lot like in real life football i'm not i don't think they're quite there yet in football manager but i was reading a piece last week or actually well it was today but it was posted last week and it said could you imagine a company that spends 10 percent of their time on where 30 percent of their revenue comes from and that's what happens in football mm, yeah so they should uh, focus on them more then yeah definitely so i guess the kind of last piece i was going to ask you about is um how you're going to or how you have analyzed your kind of performance uh, or results so far i know you've had a, a a bit of game time but um are you planning to to go pretty in depth on the analysis yeah so we um we played ajax in the first game um which is quite a difficult um quite a difficult place to start obviously um even though they're not particularly doing too well and in the game itself, I just wanted to see how it would play out and, and then analyse later. Um, we um, we we gave up a lot of shots, gave up a lot of possession. Um, and I think they had, I posted a link in my Slack channel, um, but I think it was about to say maybe 17 shots they you know they had against us. Um, but only two were on target. I saw a lot of shots coming from outside the box. Um, we seemed to limit them to a lot of good chances. In the end, we lost 1-0, but that was to poof, some, you know, I got FM'd, basically. Um, the, I think the um, they played the ball forward and it was going out for a goal kick. Um, my left back, I don't know if he touched it, didn't seem to touch it, but maybe that's why he then chased it down, put his foot on it and ran past it, as usual. Um, and then uh, their winger was able to cross their own unmarked striker in the box. So it was quite late on. I, you know, I, I, I touched on earlier that I'm not sure yet how I was going to adapt the tactic to if I'm chasing the game or if I will do that or just kind of have faith with the, the model and the philosophy. So, um, so yeah, I mean, a 1-0 loss to Ajax is not, not too bad. I saw it working. We actually had a few decent corner opportunities, a couple of um, a couple of shots, but it seemed to play out exactly how I thought it would. Obviously, we lost the goal um, in a bit of a bit of a way that you can't quite account for. Um, so, not too bad. And then I think the next game, I got maybe a 0-0 draw away at someone who's higher in the table. So, that's good. Um, and then, um, oh, I think it was at Utrecht. Anyway, um, and then we we had a two one win. I think they scored from a, a set piece. Or something. Again, you can't really legislate for how it's going to go. Um, and then we kind of started to lose a few games, and we, we didn't do too well against teams around us or towards the bottom of the table because um, when I took over, we were eleventh. So then I started to go back and have a look at the, the stats and the um, and the, the kind of how the game went out to see what the problem was. So I think maybe it's a good what I had originally was a good 
plan for if the team is good or if I'm away from home and not expected to win. But then where I need to be on the front foot, I think I gave up too much of the ball against the lower teams and they were able to capitalise. So that's that's one of the problems that I'm trying to sort out at the moment. Um, I might go into a post on it later. And then also um, the other issue was um, a lot of a lot of Dutch football, a lot of the teams set up for one, two, three. So with a kind of defensive midfielder and then two centre midfielders. Yeah. And we're just getting overrun quite a lot in the centre midfield. So I need to um, tweak that. What I did in my last game that I played was to um, bring the defensive forward and have him man mark the defensive midfielder on their side so that he was a bit more involved in the midfield play. Um, and that seemed to work um, quite well. So we'll see how that goes. And I'll, I'll see, you know, I'll play a few more games, a few more games left in the season. So I'll see how that goes. So if we just touch up a little bit on defensive football going forward, um, how have you set up against sort of the bigger sides uh, in your league, like the Celtics and Rangers? Yeah, well, obviously I have the, the kind of big two of Scottish football to contend with. Um, the, I think the first couple of seasons, obviously when I got promoted as a, uh, well, I was one of the newly promoted sides, I was tending to try and be a little bit more cautious and a little bit more defensive against them. So, uh, obviously, playing with that four four two, I would drop the the kind of mentality to maybe counter or defensive, and even drop the shape to a, a structured or a or a highly structured to to just make sure we were not taking any risks. We were just playing it safe, um, trying to keep our compact shape, as you as you said as well, um, kind of one of your aims. Um, and I would I would I would tend to set the players to dribble less as well, just to try and. Uh, not run into any trouble um, and that did not work at all um, we we had a, a massive kind of run of I think it was three seasons where we took no points off of Celtic or Rangers um, so obviously we're playing them a bit less than maybe we would if it wasn't a uh, re-structured uh, Scottish league um, obviously we, we would play them four times a season maybe if we were if we were playing the standard Scottish setup, but this is just twice a season. So uh, less defeats than it would have been if I hadn't edited the leagues, but um, still a run of kind of three seasons without taking any points off them. So pretty negative. Um, we got to got to the kind of a fourth season in the, in the top tier and I just thought I'm, I need to do something different here. I can't keep doing the same thing. Um, so obviously in that time, the playing squad has got, gotten a little bit better. I've improved things. So... I just decided to to play the the same way we were playing, and we we ran Celtic uh, all the way in the Scottish Cup final. I think that was actually the end of my third season in the top tier, two um, 0 up at half time, absolutely flying, um, and the the kind of dreaded team talk um, where you you don't know what to do, um, and yeah, I just obviously fell apart and lost three two, and it was pretty devastating. Um, but that day we, we we just played the way we would play, um, kind of on the the standard and flexible and. And didn't tweak it, tweak anything, um, and we we ran them close. So eventually got a, a win over Rangers in my last season there that I, I wrote about. But and that was obviously we've improved the playing squad, like I said, and and we just play in the same way um, all the time. It works against the others, so why wouldn't it work against the big teams eventually? Mm, that's it. I think sometimes you know, and we can go maybe too too defensive, especially when you've you've only got sort of. Okay, you can lose the game, but that's all that can happen, really. Um, maybe in a cup, you know, away in Europe, when you've got a, a, a lead to sort of defend from the first leg, that's when you maybe could do with closing the game down and, and keeping a clean sheet. Um, but in a, in a league game, maybe if you play your own way, 
you pass much chances winning as as you, as you would if you if you change your tactic. Yeah, I think in some in some of the early kind of European games, obviously I was I was setting up as a, a kind of smaller team as well, and I would maybe drop to a four one four one, like drop one of the strikers back to the the DM slot and and use kind of that side of the hacks rather than a four four two hacks, but. Um, I just it was a couple of times I got burned by it. Like I, I just conceded maybe late on, or, or conceded an equaliser, or maybe lost a game from a, a winning or a drawing position. So I decided to kind of stop doing that, and I was maybe looking into it a little bit too much. Um, so yeah, I, I just tend to play the the way that we always do. Yeah, no, I mean that that's probably probably speaks volumes about what I'm doing is maybe quite wrong, but maybe something like the. Um, the familiarity or something was uh, was not great for you. Yeah, could be. I think your second season will be really interesting after the summer. Yeah, that's it. I want to be able to bring into you know my own players. My defensive forward is um, is not my player. I've got a few centre backs on loan, which um, they wouldn't you know from Chelsea. They wouldn't agree to extend the loan for another season. So I um, I'll need to to bring in a few players, and, and and I can do that with you know I can find some five cap potential or five cap current ability um, players. <laughs> Um, oh, and I got a great youth in, I got a great youth intake as well. A couple of a couple of gems in there, so that, that was quite nice. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think that's us for this week. Um, yeah. Anything yeah. else to add there, Mike? No, I think um, we can update it a little bit maybe later on once I know what's going on, and, and, and maybe we'll come back to how anti football doesn't work so well, or how it doesn't work to that extreme. <laughs> um, but we'll uh, we'll certainly there's some changes to be made to my initial tactic anyway. So we'll we'll see how we get on. And, uh, and then we'll come back a, to some more. It's, a, it's an evolution, not a revolution. Exactly. Well, that's it. You know, I, uh, you know, I t- uh, the revolution has happened, and now we need to evolve it so it works <laughs> before it gets sacked. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, that's us for this week. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, we've been at Temple Ten Podcast uh, on Twitter. Um, obviously, download and, and subscribe uh, on SoundCloud and iTunes. And um, you can find me at FM underscore Samo and you can find the master of defensive football at According to FM. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.